0: Welcome to Fencing Stories Side Pod, the big battle of wits where fencers cross tongues instead of swords, use their comedy brain cells in place of weapons, but the equipment is still likely to fail and the fencers are about as grounded as a piste at a regional novice sabre pull round. I'm Nicholas Partridge, your Judge, Judy, and Executioner. Basically, if I find it funny, cynical or battleship crazy, you're getting points. Points, if you like, for comedy gold, or as I like to say, shiny one and a half millimetre titanium guards. Oh yes. So let's welcome our four panellists. Seb Lee, he's from the South West and he once made another fencer laugh. Welcome Seb.
1: Hello Nicholas.
0: So the next one we have is Paul Wilmot from the East Midlands. He believes he's got sponsorship from Aerial Washing Powder, but trust me, I've met him, he hasn't. Hello, Paul. Hello, Nicholas. Hello, Abby, our third panellist, Abby Wilmot from Northampton. Her biggest fencing feeling, the feeling when she won the GB Cup. Hello, Abby. Hi, Nicholas. And our final panellist, our fourth panellist today, is Beth Speedy. She's from the Northeast, she fences Sabre, and she's the longest standing international in the UK. So that's got to be longer than eight seconds at Sabre, hasn't it, Beth?
2: It is, yeah. If you blink, I'm gone.
0: Perfect. So, let's start with question one. This is a comedy panel show. As a sometimes referee, I'm fascinated for insight if there's a lack of respect shown to me by other fencers. So I'd like inventive ways to insult a referee without knowing they're being insulted. Seb, let's start with you. Well, I've
1: made the decision when I started not to uh, argue with referees or um, answer back in any way. Though some referees do ask for it, in fairness. So, um, uh, well... (sighs) Non lad Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's one time the one rule in in Epe is they always get wrong, it is the um is the non non fighting <sighs> bit. So after a minute without scoring a point, you um you hand cards out and um So
0: we talk about the priority yellows and the priority reds and the dreaded priority black.
1: Because the only people who referee Epe are Sabre's and forelists, and of course you don't have that um rule, of course. So I have a at team event, and I was fencing a chap who was shorter than me. You've got to understand I'm six foot seven, and this chap is about five foot one, and I cannot lose to someone shorter than me, who's just not not on. So I said uh, I had to beat the guy, and there's uh, I'm w- I am waffling, I'm waffling myself on. So I just get to the burn.
3: Please. Yeah, do
1: yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so, so after you got it, this timing thing wrong, and I explained to him, no, you've gone it wrong That no, that's wrong. And he said, I'll go and check that. So he checked it with his friend and came back. Fine. And I said, oh, wow, this is an opportunity to rub his um, nose in it. And so I stopped him and I said, do you smell that? He said, no. And I said, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's your humble pie burning.
2: <laughs> oh, that's going to come back with insurance.
0: <laughs> and uh, how did the rest of the day go with that referee said
1: <laughs> Well, I, I, I don't know. I haven't spoken since. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Beth, as you're speaking, would you like to answer the question too? Inventive ways to insert a refereeing without them knowing.
2: Putting the thoughts to this question, I have uh, obviously interacted with an, a, a lot of... It. Being a long-term international fencer, you meet a lot of good friends and they teach you a lot of their language, which uh, helps you get around the fencing world a little bit, but especially <laughs> the, um, the swearing part of things. So I suppose you pick up a few... A few naughty words and I can't say it because it's it's a public broadcast this is so I don't want to insult oh come on no that's a point is it oh yeah (laughs) it's knowing the rules um so yes if if I did say it I would uh insult a lot of Chinese people Hungarians just insult each other anyhow and in Hebrew Uh, but one but the thing is you've got to know the people around you if it's a Chinese referee or a Hungarian referee, a Hebrew referee, they would know it. But the sign language one is always a big one. So you you can insult referees with sign language. And it's not the two fingers or the one finger. It's the actual, you know, language of sign language you can use.
0: That sounds perfect. That's definitely worth another point, I think. So let's give you two points
3: for that. Abby, you're next. Well, I mean, mine sounds maybe like a little bit like a personal insult. But for those that know Nicholas Partridge quite well, uh, Nicholas Partridge is a fantastic referee, but he is rather anal. He does know the rules inside out and will put them in place whether you like it or not. So I think my uh, easiest insult would be... um, are you related to Nicholas Partridge?
0: Novelty, <laughs> so cool. Let's
4: have yours, Madam well Abby. That's minus one. Good start. Well, she, Abby's just actually stolen the the, the answer I just come up with it off the top of my head earlier on. There, you know. Excuse me, Ref, is your name Nick Partridge? But uh, I suppose the ultimate one, uh, if you're are fencing foil or um, sabre, just turn the, the Ref, look at him and go. Excuse me, do you fence Epe? Eh? <laughs>
0: The next question, question two. We should have our loyal listener Alfie have phoned in, but he's had technical issues in that he's fencing at Bucks today. So I'm just going to read it out. Alfie says, if you could wear or use one piece of fencing kit in everyday life what would it be? Let's start with you, Abby.
3: Uh, well, as some of you might know, I'm uh, fast approaching 30 and I'm starting to show some signs of ageing. So I do believe... <laughs> get, out, get out of it. 30. I mean, not long until I'm a vet, really. Um, I do think that the uh, the best thing to wear every day would be a chest guard, because it's like the cheapest plastic surgery that one could have.
0: Oh, I think you're going to give you two points for that, for sure. Two? Well so cheeky. Uh, definitely beth would you like to go as you're speaking
2: obviously 25 years of fencing i've broken many blades and rather than just throwing them away they're really useful actually a a saber blade is great i've cleaned drains with it because it goes around corners um i've used them as as like a support for plants so you can put some plant stuff around you know some stuff to wrap plants around so it stays up nettle thrashing now i don't know whether it's just a northeast thing but it's an incredibly enjoyable pastime.
1: Thank you, Nicholas.
2: One? What was that? Rambling. That was
0: a cookie clock, not rambling. Just
2: I'm not rambling. Honestly, nettle thrashing is a great occupation around the northeast. You've got a few nettles, oh. <laughs> and those were things. So it's it's an unmounted saber blade. You don't have to have it actually in the saber. The rest is nerdy. Wearing fencing kit around, especially in the petrol station, is just a not a good look.
0: I did go to a pub once in Fencing Kit. You nerd. I was with some other people. Were Were they in Fencing Fencing Kit Kit as
2: well? No,
4: we weren't in Fencing Kit. Nicholas was, I believe at the time, he was confused as being a Morris dancer. That sounds quite right. Was
2: he bullied? Was he bullied? He should have been. Yeah, I wasn't there, that's why. I would have bullied him.
0: Paul, as you're speaking, tell me, what one piece of Fencing Kit... Would you use it everyday life? What would it be? Because obviously Northampton
4: is kind of the, the home for for shoplifting, so it'd be a mask, fencing mask. Pop it on as you pop into as you nip into the shop to pay for your for for your, for your petrol, or don't pay for your petrol.
1: But so who would know the difference? Who would know that you actually are wearing a mask? Paul, oh,
4: somebody who watched me wear put the mask on. Mm. Seb, it's your
0: turn next. Go for it.
1: Oh my, go again? Is it? Have I been disqualified? Well, it's said that gentlemen must carry two things. that like a handkerchief for themselves and a handkerchief for some passing lady. But I say in the modern age it should be different. They should carry two things, like a handkerchief for themselves and a grub screw screwdriver to repair the lady's glasses.
0: That's absolutely genius. Well done. It, it really is, very it very is very genius. Fact, thank you, yeah. Good, I'm glad we agree. Okay, question three. As watcher of film and fencer, I'm often disappointed by fencers turning around, getting too close, and other various offences, particularly in Star Wars. So in light of this, please provide the best fencing depicted in films. Beth, let's start with you. Well, I
2: was a big Basil Rathbone fan. I need to train as a, as a f- fencer. Oh, yeah, knowledge. Um, and so Mascazorro, it's a classic. All... I. Absolutely all fencing movies are cheesy. It's like all motorcycle movies are cheesy. So Mask Zorro has candle cutting, daft moustaches, so it, it's all right for me. And Battle Rathbone. Is Battle Rathbone in it? Mask Zorro, yeah. Oh, we're talking the original one? Yep. Of course we
0: are. Of course Time we are. It, yeah. Paul, let's go for you next, please.
4: Yeah, on a similar vein, obviously it's got to be Robin Hood Men in Tights. What can you not like about Men in Tights with, with Swords? And that were your wedding nicholas
0: it was actually it's very close to my wedding abby as you're talking let's have films from you
3: i mean i th- i'm gonna go on a slightly different vein here but i think it's got to be um the james Bond film die another day uh, not necessarily because of the fencers, although they are incredibly attractive it's got to be madonna as the coach if my coach looked like that i would definitely put more effort into my fencing
0: has everybody answered, or have I missed
1: no, you out Seb? No, you've uh, missed me out. Whether that was on purpose or not, I, I can't tell Definitely you. Definitely on purpose.
0: Certainly not. Please go for your answer, Seb.
1: Well, that, it is die another date, but I've had no t- time for coaches. I just focused on the um on the actual fighting, because uh, my first coach was a chap who taught Toby Stephen, so that um helped. But see, it's seen the um first clip where. So that Stephen from,
2: Paul. Whoever it was. <laughs>
4: He, he was your coach, Seb. The clue is presumably you know your coach's name. Yeah. Because <laughs>
1: anyway. they didn't look like Madonna. Where, where was I? Yes, because um, uh, Rose, Rose yes, Roseman pikes chase uh Toby Stevens down the the uh, the piece, and then he, his footwork gets more erratic, and his parries get more erratic, and then he hits him on the chest, and oh, that's ridiculous. And then Pierce Brosnan comes up and he, he taps the sword up, goes underneath the wrist and then over the top and round and round and round and round, round. And then they end up um, to hell with that and just um, just have a, a, a bash with some medieval swords afterwards. That's, That's um, perfect.
4: That. Whilst, we're, whilst we're talking about fencing in the movies, I think there should be an honourable shout out for the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie when um, uh, Johnny Depp is fencing with Orlando Bloom. Um, in the uh, in the forge, and Depp says, "What was it?" You've got brilliant footwork. And Bloom says, "I practice my footwork for five hours a day." And Depp point points at him and says, "You need a girlfriend, boy. You need a girlfriend." <laughs>
3: it's Paul's favorite pickup uh, line, by the way.
0: Now we're going to move on to question four. And as you were speaking, Paul, tell me
1: a fencing joke I haven't heard before.
0: Okay. Why can't foilists work in a morgue?
1: You said joke, Paul.
4: Because. <laughs> Because every time they find a dead spot, they have to change their jacket.
0: Very good, actually. I quite. I'm... Oh, well, actually, it's so very good. It's moderately good. Seb, let's have yours.
1: <laughs> What's the point to this question?
0: Actually, if you think about that, that is quite amusing. Beth, would you like to go next?
2: <laughs> well, uh, I'll probably deviate again. But this, this is actually related to one of my proudest moments in fencing, which was to design... A beer label, a beer bottle label, and it's let's go and get pieced.
0: (laughs) That's also quite good. Uh, Abby, let's have yours. Uh,
3: Mine's more of a refereeing rather than fencing, but uh, I've always just thought of the word abstain. Abstain is French for so sorry, I wasn't paying attention.
0: Very good. Definitely worth a point as well. Let's uh, go through the scores, shall we? Currently in fourth place is Abby on five points. We've then got Seb, who's on six Beth is on eight and currently Paul is in the lead on nine. But this could all change. That is a round of applause. (laughs) So the next question. After visiting many historic towns and seeing statues, halls and history, it rather begs the question, well for me at least, who in history was a fencer? And more importantly, what gives it away? Let's start with Abby. I guess
3: it would have to be probably Elvis. Uh, because you know that that hip and leg action constantly moving. Um, I feel like if Elvis was a fencer, he would have had a fantastic footwork.
0: Very, very good point. So, Seth, would you like to go next?
1: Well, it would have to be um Horatio Nelson. You could tell he didn't use distance. <laughs>
0: Beth, would you like to go next? Who in history was a famous was a fencer, and what gives it away? Well, I was
2: more inspired with the outcome of his pain, really. Edvard Munch, if I've said it right, uh, his painting of the Scream, I think, is a depiction of the face of someone when describing the repertoire competition format to them. Mm. Anybody <laughs> has been to a competition with repertoire, either as a Beth, fencer, referee, Beth, or organizer? Beth. Or, Beth or,
0: we want listeners. We don't want to lose listeners. Paul, <laughs> let's have your answer the next, please. Okay.
4: This this person, fencing referee, not necessarily a fencer, got to be Margaret Thatcher with her line. The lady is not for turning as she waves her yellow
0: card at two fencers on the <sighs> piece. Definitely my sort of girl. Give in our cards.
1: I would have thought it was because she has helmet hair, but um, no, evidently not.
4: Yeah, very nice. I thought that was really good. Delaney is not for turning. Get it? No, yeah, no, it, 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 was, it was for you.
1: It was very good.
4: Thank you, Seb. Take, coming from you, that, that that's that, that's taken as a compliment. I also yeah, thought very carefully about it. I did come up with another one originally. And I did think about Jesus Christ, the Messiah, uh, as being a, a fencer who was trying to organise a club in Galilee at the time the idea of him being penniless wandering around trying to get get 12 well 13 friends together to draw to to to, to start start a club up not as funny
0: was it successful no.
4: I don't know. Been tempted into the into into the desert for forty days and forty nights by the devil, trying to convert him from epée to saber. That sounds like a
0: Hungarian training camp. No, <laughs>
4: no, come on, Jesus! Stop it with this epée. Sabre's the way to go. sabre's the way to go. No, no devil, no devil. I've got to stay stay true with the epée. Paul, I need
0: I need to stop you there. But thank you very much. Okay. So what I'd like next then is band names, but with a fencing twist. Beth, go for it.
2: I'm a rocker. So the one I'm thinking of is Smell My Glove.
0: Seth, would you like to go next?
1: Well, there are many um, ones I came up with, you know, Foil Fighters, Cold Parry and so on, but I thought I should make it easy for people, if this band takes off, to, to cover it. So I thought Steps Forward, and the cover band Steps Forward Lunge.
0: <laughs>
1: very good. It is very good.
0: <laughs> Paul, is your is your. <laughs> giggling at
4: that Paul go for it yourself okay myself obvious Sweaty Plastron best gigging gigging band in the country
0: they've played the Roadmender haven't they several times <laughs> yes
4: they <I> have <laughs> it's,
0: it's and Abby let's finish with you well
4: I mean
3: I think we've had to really go for the actual the obvious one that's actually true in, in the fact of Iron Maiden Iron Maiden is a band with fifties, in it
0: would you like to tell us more no thank you very much so, question seven. With February being the month of Valentine's Day, it rather begs the question: What's the most romance possible with a mask on? Abby, as you were talking, let's start with you.
3: Well, they say on uh, on Valentine's Day, there's a lot of people that you know go to hotel bars and practice a little bit of role play to you know keep the old marriage alive. Well, actually, putting on a fencing mask, you <laughs> could do that quite easily. It Could be anyone under that mask.
4: Paul, let's have you next. Log in. What? <laughs> It's it obvious, isn't it? You know. T- turn up at the turn up at the car park, put your mask on, there you can have a have a clue what's behind the mask, have your business, off you go.
0: <laughs> Bish bash bosh. <laughs> Beth, are you still there?
2: I'm just having flashbacks.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was the last World Cup, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> no, being a veteran fencer as well, it it can get uh... <laughs> Anyhow, um, hold on,
4: keep going, keep
2: going. Uh, well, it's, uh, I've got a statement to this what happens on trips stays on trips, so uh, we can't divulge secret code.
0: There's a secret code thing with the mask, or oh, you can't tell me
2: it just it can't be. What stays, What is goes on trips stays on trips, I'm afraid.
0: Well, you know what's coming, don't you, Beth? Go on, normal lad. <laughs> Maybe well, to answer the question, you lose a point. Okay, let's go through the scores. So the scores, you how do no they stand? Me. Have we not asked you yet, sir? Sorry, sorry. Well, so, yes,
1: although I've not had a girlfriend in my life, and you know, I, I am a fencer, so how would I, I, I know what romantic is? But I, I could just use my imagination. I think the most romantic thing you'd be able to do with a mask on would be to write your Wi-Fi passcode on that mask so that anyone could use your Wi-Fi. That's a beautiful, beautiful,
0: beautiful sentiment. Thank yeah, you. I think nice.
1: we should all take a moment
0: there just to congratulate Sam. How is it
1: you've never had a girlfriend? Well... It's hard to believe. Well, yeah, well... There's no time... Say, I know that it
0: wants if, to hear your answer. If, if
1: it, and I'm certainly not going to play it. No, no, usually speaking, if any, when a woman asked me that question, i turn around and say, well, they've got to say, there've been a few, but they all had the same problem." You. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I say to them that, that they've oh. always had the same problem. They weren't you. So that's them. Um, no, those were very good.
3: And how many times has that worked, well,
1: sir? Well, none really. Well, f- f- face it, how, how <laughs> can you. you, you what, what do I offer to. to
3: Let's perhaps try and... a different pickup line.
0: So you're stranded on a desert island for six months. What one or two pieces of fencing kit are you hoping washes up on your beach? And what for? You get a bonus point if you match my answer and the reason. So, Abby, let's start with you.
2: Well,
3: I think if we're going practically, then I would want my fencing mask because you could use it for fishing. You could use it for a sieve. I could use it for a pillow. And when I get really, really lonely, I pretend it was a human face. Uh, I
0: think going- you're answering a different question we already oh, done but Yeah, that. sorry, we're not on
3: the February question, are we,
4: with Valentine's? No, Day? no longer.
0: Still, very good answer. Paul,
4: you go next. Um yeah, from a practical point of view, my epay, because I can shelter under it in storms, I can use it for spear fishing, I can bash coconuts out of trees for it, I can snake charm with it. However, from a from a hilarity point of view, having listened to Seb, I wish that he'd float up on the desert island so I'd at least have him to talk to.
1: Well, I'm a central piece of kit, aren't I?
0: Absolutely. Go for
1: it, Seb, as you speak speaking. I've got to say that this podcast has done wonders for the tumbleweed industry.
0: <laughs> Is that what you're hoping pops up on your desert no, island? No, no, no. To, to answer
1: up. the question, if I was to spend any length of time on a desert island, the one thing i would want would be privacy. So before I get to the kit, I, I think I'd like to strip off a bit and then frolic around in the surf to allow so that the camera on the spy balloon above frosts up. So then I can have my privacy. I then hope either a, um, my, a guard shows up so I could use it to signal ships with the sun or phone that a mobile phone, because that's an essential piece of fencing. People. For scoring, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, for so, scoring, okay. for telling you if, if club night's on, what have you, it's, it is it is essential. You've got a
0: bundle of points there, Seb. Beth, let's have your answer next.
2: You're not a strong carrier then, Thank Seb. You. Well, I think Abby accidentally has uh, answered uh, my question with the previous, the romance one, but it's the fencing mask because you can use it as a sieve, you can use it as a fishing net, a planter, which I have used the mask for. So Very not, useful. You're
1: not planning on leaving this island then? Oh
2: yeah, you? yeah, yeah. say yeah, six months. Home. I come from Darlington. You <laughs> don't want to go that, back though. there.
0: So my answer was my shoes uh, because I'm a big fan of cheese and it would give me a memory of cheese. So nobody gets any bonus points. So let's go through the scores and we'll find out just how many points Seth has lost for that, for that answer. So in last place currently, they're all to play for. Abby's on 13. We've got Seb and Beth on 15 and leading by just a few is Paul on 19 points. Yes,
4: get in there.
0: So let's move on to the question nine. I'm hosting a dinner party and you're invited. The benefits are that you can bring guests to each, but my table is quite small and there's limited space. So I'd like a dinner party with myself. I'd like to invite you, Seb, mm-hmm. and I'd like to invite you, Abby. So, Seb, who are you bringing? And what's going to be the conversation highlights?
1: Well, I, I, I was ho- again. I was hoping we'd I would run out of time or one by or like one by the time this question came along. So. Well, I bring John F. Kennedy because he's got an airport named after him, or I bring um, Ronald Reagan as the after dinner speaker or something. But uh, I, I did not know. And the fact that you've invited me in, implies that the other people you've asked refused. So, um, oh tumbleweed again. <laughs> um, no, I, I I I I couldn't tell you. But again, I do not really thought about this question because I don't get out much in case you in case you wondered.
0: Thank you very much, Seb. Abby, who
3: are you bringing? Uh, well, I, think, yeah. I was thinking, let's go for controversy, but fencing controversy. Uh, so I don't remember if you're there, uh with the uh, Shin uh, Alam um the female um epist, um against britta heidemann so i think i'd bring her and i would also bring the referee that messed up um barbara Saar, um the one who reset the time with only one second left on the clock because i would love to see that play out with uh, less people involved um who would win who would win
0: i think britta heidemann would win wouldn't she, she
3: wasn't invited to the dinner.
0: Perfect. And, Paul, let's have your your two guests and Beth afterwards with you.
4: Okay, my two guests, uh, Harold Shipman and Errol Flynn. Um, Harold Shipman, for the obvious comedy value of having a mass murderer with you. Um, And Errol Flynn, just to find out what it was like to fence in tights. So, Beth,
0: let's have yours. Harold Shipman, Errol Flynn, and who are you bringing?
2: I I, I would like to bring, uh, well, he's mentioned before, Basil Rathbone, because he was a fencer.
0: Now they're good mates, though, aren't they? Basil Rathbone and uh, Errol Flynn. I do yeah, believe they were. Nineteen thirty-seven. There was a big thing going
2: on. There might have been. Errol Flynn was quite open-minded. And Bruce Dickinson. So, I would like to set them on each other and see who would, see who would win out of that bout. And I would referee. I'd be quite happy to referee. I've I've managed Paul, Bruce Dickinson. So uh, I've I've seen him fence. He's a he's a canny left hander. Yeah.
4: What weapon did um, uh, B- um, Basil Rathbone fence? I can't remember. He's very foil in the
0: films, I think.
4: He looks very, he looks very willowy, doesn't he? But, uh, uh, it, the, the, uh, it's of a mixture. It looks like but, a, so. an old
2: style epi, uh epi mm. stuff going on. So it's epés with with cutting edges.
0: So let's move on to the next question. It strikes me that there's not enough fencing on telly these days. What TV show would benefit from adding more swords? Beth, you finished. Let's start with you.
2: I don't watch TV. I watch old stuff that you just download or stream or whatever. So I had to...
0: But this is for Paul and me to to remember. Go for it.
2: (laughs) Gardener's World. So Gardener's World just needs a bit of spicing up, a bit of Monty Don kicking around with a sabre. Nettle thrashing would just do me on a Friday night. What
4: is it with you and nettles and the the nettle thrashing? Every answer is nettle thrashing.
2: Uh, It's not every answer. That is totally incorrect.
0: Yeah. It's a Darlington thing. Quite right, Paul. You're going to lose a point for that. Nick, Nick <laughs> wants to be fresh Not with tools, but Seb, let's have let's have <laughs> your answer, please.
1: Let's bring some
0: some non-controversial oh, sanity back into the room. <laughs> Seb, go for it.
1: So, Rich, Rich, well, Rich um, well, there are many many ideas I've come up with, like maybe um that, that, of programs that could be improved, like question timing. Oh, one, good one. Or, um, Going outside line. but I really think I should build on the success of Death in Paradise and like, have a gritty crime police procedural drama somewhere warm and I, cu- I call it Hawaii Cart Parry. <laughs> that would
0: go down very well, I'm sure. Abby, let's have yours, please.
3: They would. Uh, Well, I was trying to think of just some really boring TV shows. And the one that I've never understood is Gogglebox. Gogglebox, they watch TV and we watch them watching TV. And then actually, I just thought the parallels between actually fencing, people that talk about fencing, fencing commentary is also incredibly dull. So how about Gogglebox with fencing on? I've
1: got to say, admitting that you've watched that is very great. Gogglebox
4: or fencing commentary?
1: Paul, let's have you get.
4: For me, it's, 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 it's obvious. It's got to be the, the, uh, the King's Christmas speech. Uh, Christmas Day each year, every t- turn's on. What's, what better? Get him, him and Camilla with a couple of uh, sabres apiece. How many bashes as they, as they go on Christmas Day? Perfect.
0: Very, very good answer. OK, so the next one is a head-to-head. What I'd lead you to do is I need you to give it your all. You're going to argue each- at each other for about 30 seconds. Whoever gets the winning argument, I'm going to give five points. It's a bit like you've had one too many in the pub. You're out outside afterwards and, I don't know, are you looking at my bird pool? So I'd like one change to fencing rules. You get a bonus for winning the argument. Who,
1: who, who brings budgies to the pub?
0: It's, it's amazing what you're seeing, Canuck, to be honest, you. <laughs> <laughs> if only I could give you a point for that.
1: Well, I'd <laughs> We're talking about pool, aren't we? you've yeah, been <laughs> you two to hate co- someone to talk to? Yourself? Only friend, and best friend. <laughs> yes. well,
0: Let's start again.
1: Yes. we've got to keep. <laughs> Our viewers have gone up, so let me keep talking.
0: Yeah, there's two of them now.
1: <laughs> no, no, Tumbleweed sales have gone down. Oh, shoot. What are we can do now.
0: So, we're yeah. now going to do the head to head round. So, this is, gives us five bonus points to the winner of whoever has the best argument. So I'd like one change to the fencing rules. You've got 10 seconds to explain it and a bonus for the winning argument. Abby, your 10 seconds now. I
3: believe that instead of age and gender categories, we should be in height categories because it makes far more sense.
0: Beth, go for I it. I
2: would like the white light to be removed in foil.
0: Okay, so let's have an argument.
3: Well, Beth, I think your idea is ridiculous, really. You just want to get people to fence saver, don't you? Um, let's remove all the white lights and let's be all be subruers instead.
2: I like Sabre because I can get there late in the day and I can be finished in a few hours later and get home in time for Quincy M.E. Well, maybe. Thank
0: you very much, Beth. I think you've just won the argument with her. Definitely have a, a lie-in. Gets you five points. What? Well
2: done.
0: <laughs> okay, boys, you've heard how it's done.
3: She didn't even argue with my idea. Yeah. Oh.
0: No, she did Her argument is so strong. She's basically making, for me, she's making foil epa.
2: <sighs> But She's a bro! <laughs>
0: Oh, no, it makes no Easy
2: sense. Easy Tiger, I've got a, I've got an F.A. FIE diploma. I am an international FIE qualified.
0: Let's have the boys next. So one change to the fencing rules. Seb, you've got ten seconds to outline your idea. Go for
1: it. Well, my idea would be once the competition is over and you have all the the, the lineup of winners, with one to thirty six or what have you, you then have a phone vote to decide who, who the actual winner will so be. That's a the...
0: very very solid argument, Paul. Let's yeah, have yours. Sure.
4: Let's get rid of the priority rules, and if the score goes to 14 all or, or 4-0, 4 all the final de- uh, winner is decided by a vote on who has the best facial hair.
0: Is that in the hall, Paul, just
4: to clarify? I'd probably do it on, 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 the, uh, on in your pool members, or in the final, maybe the, the, the ref makes a choice.
0: OK, let's have your arguments then, guys. Go for
1: it. Well, I'd say your, your argument is, is awful, because it's, it's discriminatory to Epi. It's because the fights are too young, the facial hair will grow. It's also the older... Uh, uh, I thought was unregulated this bit. The cost of shavers have gone up, so you haven't taken that into account, the cost of living prices. So pe- people who can afford shaving. You just can't grow a beard, hair. can you, Seb? Yes.
4: That's it. That's basically...
0: Have you ever grown a beard, Seb?
1: That's, that's just besides the point. That's not nothing to do with your argument. It's, it's, utter, uh, it's, uh, it's utter discrimination. Thank you, gentlemen.
0: Thank you, gentlemen. You can stop there. I'm going to award... The points to the anti-shaving lobby. I'm going to give them to Paul. <laughs> Paul's on 29. Abby is on 21. Beth is on 27. And Seb is on 19. But it can all change with the final round. So I'd like your sword fast. your sword fighting secrets. Seb, you need to do well. Go for it. What secrets do you want to know? I want your sword fighting secrets. How did you make that person laugh? It
1: can't be repeated, I'm afraid. Well, well, actually, since I'm trailing, I might as well say it. It's um, we're in the locker. Uh,
0: room. in
3: the locker room. We know how this ends.
1: No, no, no I, I, I'm not going to say it. I, I'm not. I'm not stooping that low. Well, you are six To, to eight, win would this made-up game made-up rules.
0: Abby, as you're talking, let's
1: have
3: your fencing secrets. I'm well. I'm an open book, really. Um, I well, you've seen me fence, Nicholas. Probably injuring my opponent, Jackie Lever. I'm going to have to tell the story over here. Um, So, at the county championships, I went for foot. She charged in. I hit her in the shin. That then happened again. Four hours later, she then takes her sock off, and the most of her shin went with it. She has not fenced to this day so yeah uh, my fencing my fencing secret there is to stop my
2: opponent
0: just awarded you seven points abby beth go for
2: it i suppose one of the joys of of fencing around the world i suppose was uh you needed a silver neary every now and then so i we were at a presentation in germany uh and i did steal a olympic presentation glass <laughs> In Tauber-Bischofsheim. Uh, hopefully, no German German Federation is listening to this podcast. Uh,
0: I do definitely have a German listener. Just to let you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna dock you one point, but I've also oh. given you five. Uh, so, Paul, let's finish off with you.
4: Fence and secret. I haven't we got any little any secrets? There's a few things that I'm not too proud about. Uh, first, Your facial my hair. <laughs> yeah, downstairs actually. That's nasty. Sam. Your facial hair downstairs.
1: Well, I'm, I'm losing. I've got, I've got to, I've got to get, it, get it out. I've got to get the fangs out with blood the mouth and really t- t- Is that t- what take happened in out. the changing room, First time. No. So, Paul,
0: let's have your answer, please.
4: Um, no real secrets, I don't suppose. A couple of things that I don't like to, uh, to tell a great deal of, uh, of people about, though. Um, first time I ever picked up an epé, uh, I fenced a 20 against uh, yourself, Nicholas Partridge, and you beat me 20 nil. <laughs> So I desperately wanted to uh, improve on that, so I trained really hard, really hard, and a couple of weeks later, fenced Nicholas again uh, to 20 hits, and you beat me 21.
0: Big you improvement, did. Paul, big
1: improvement. It was, a
4: hu- it was a huge improvement, probably not a secret, but probably something I don't want to broadcast.
1: I thought you were fencing to 20.
4: We were fencing to 20, yeah, but he beat me 20 nil and then, said so, so a couple of weeks later, I, I, I managed to get one point on him. Oh, I see. I thought you missed counting. No.
0: Lovely. Thank you very much. Okay. So the final scores: Seb is on twenty-three. Abby is on. 28 and the final is going to be between beth and paul with 31 and paul on 33 so paul i'd like you to defend the following statement you have 20 seconds having fencing at the olympics is a waste of time effort and medals it should be replaced with indoor croquet
4: indoor croquet is such a far more inclusive sport than fencing how many times you turn on the tv you see croquet it's everywhere fencing When when do you ever see that? Croquet is the sport for the masses. The kids on the streets, every time you bump into them, what do they want to do? They want to to ride on little little, uh, scooters. They want to vape. They want to play croquet. Let's get into the Olympics.
0: Thank you very much, Paul. That's your time up. So, Beth, you have 20 seconds to defend the following statement. I, Beth Speedy, wouldn't care a jot if I never fenced again. And frankly, my kit's up for sale on Facebook already.
2: It's a good timing, this is. I have been fencing for over 25 years and you get bored of being cheated out of hits because you get epee players trying to referee sabre and they have no idea. I've got a motorcycle. It's tanked up. I'm ready to go anywhere. It's a waste of time fencing. You don't make any money out of it. Uh, and you just poo
0: Thank you very much, Beth. <laughs> that just leaves me to thank the four panellists here today. And I think, after consideration, Paul, you're the winner. Well done. Uh, thank you. Do, do,
4: I, do I get a, a trophy, a little bottle of wine? Maybe at the end of the year.
2: You just get into debt, that's all. <laughs> 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 Beth,
0: your, answer, your answer was very good. I did like it. If you're interested in taking part in the big battle of wits, please get in touch via our email fencingstories at gmail.com and if you have any feedback about any of our episodes, please do get in touch. Hi Jason. Hi Nick. Jason, where'd you get your kit? I get all my stuff for our club armourer, but I think he gets it from Ian at PVT UK. Me too. I get my stuff from Ian using his website. PBTUKFencing.co.uk What did you get from them last time? I needed a rewire. I needed a rewire desperately between Christmas and New Year. I had a couple of weapons that went down. Right before a competition? I needed it pretty quickly, so I got in touch with Ian, sent it through to me and I had it by the end of the week. That's really great service. He does testing and repairs of equipment too, doesn't he? He does everything. Masks, jackets, weapons, but also repairs, so very useful. And you know what? The best thing is, they actually have a real shop that you can go and visit to try stuff on. Oh, that's useful because if you need a mask, and you always need to try them on just to make sure they're not flopping around. Well, you wouldn't want a floppy mask, would you? Especially after Christmas, getting those breeches back on. <laughs> Too many mince pies. Well, I know where I'll be going next time I need some fencing equipment. So visit pbtukfencing.co.uk